This week's podcast is brought to you by our new sponsor or new partnership, LSKD. Yeah, they're a local Brisbane uh, business who, who like us, are trying to take over the world. They're obviously a, a, a great clothing brand who, you know, as James will attest to, we used to be fully kitted out in Lululemon, but now LSKD has come along and we're jumping on that bandwagon because it's better. Yeah. I've, I've just really enjoyed the quality of the clothes. They're a really good brand to work with. They share our values. Yeah, and, um, and we've yeah. worked with these to get this going. Like we wanted this <laughs> as well, just as yeah. much as them. So we're super pumped to have them on board. So by supporting LSKD, you are also supporting us and you are supporting the growth of this podcast. You get 10% off at checkout with the code REBUILD or you can follow the links in the show notes or go to our social media and click on the links and you will get 10% off with LSKD. Yeah, we can take care of your training and nutrition, but then let them deck you out and look good in all their clothes. I'm James Beatty and I'm Sean Carroll and welcome to the Rebuild Health and Fitness Podcast. All right and welcome back to the Rebuild Health and Fitness Podcast. That was pretty good. Did that sound like James? That was pretty good. (laughs) So as you may have heard from Kate's amazing Welsh accent. It's pretty well. It's pretty good. <laughs> that um, the little fella himself, James, he's away. He's he's left us for the next five weeks, four weeks? Four weeks, in, and he's gone to Wales. He's so gone. I think he's going to come back sounding more Welsh. Yeah, he'll put it on for a bit. Can't wait. <laughs> but the thing is, he'll go home and they'll be like, oh, mate, you sound so Australian. Yeah, so then he'll overcorrect to Welsh and then he'll come back to Australia and sound more yeah, so you're in for a treat for the next month. We are fully going to take over this podcast, take it in a brand new direction for the next four weeks. We're not going to tell James anything. We're probably not even going to let him back on the podcast because it'll be so amazing when it's just us two. Yeah, it's just the Sean and Kate show. <laughs> but my name has to go first on all the promos. Obviously. Obviously. Well, I'm the representative of the general population, so it makes sense. You're the expert. It's like a counselling session for me, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how it's going to be. <laughs> so... Today, we are going to talk through some of the top reasons we believe you may not be achieving your physique goals. And again, not everyone has physique-based goals around their training, but it is something that comes up a fair bit that we, we see quite often that people do come to the gym wanting to improve their body composition. Whether, well, everyone wants to look good, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I think when you get a taste of a little bit of strength training, you can start to notice these changes in your body. A lot of that happens at the start without much effort at all, but in order to maximize these results down the track, if you're looking to go from like, say, a level one to level two, that's when it becomes a little bit more important to prioritize a certain certain things and don't make the mistakes we're about to talk about like not wearing enough fake tan not wearing enough fake tan classic not enough classic steroids mistake. yeah yeah just the, those are the general ones not wearing a tight enough shirt yeah that's a big one <laughs> massive one so if you think you're a medium wear a small and you'll look big already and make sure when you're taking instagram photos you tilt your hips back because that elongates your silhouette and then stick your booty out yeah of course yeah, yeah. Done. and like um podcast make sure over. podcast over <laughs> and like in terms of pants especially for guys Wear slightly shorter pants, so nothing below knee, no basketball pants. Go like the six or seven inch pants, and I guarantee it look like you have big legs. Is that longer legs or wider legs? I don't know. 
I just heard it on podcast once. What about if uh, men wore tights, like short tights underneath, like skins? Like just tights. Like yeah, what Ari does. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't mind it. He says it's for like to help his oily lifting. Like definitely so, so, it's to yeah. show off his booty in the gym. Yeah. Ari wears like these three-quarter tights. Ari's one of our, our coaches here. Uh, oh, yeah, we've had him on the podcast before. Yeah. With the- and he um, always trains in these tights that are like ripped. <laughs> They're ripped. Looks like a pirate. <laughs> Looks like a pirate. But he says it's to help him help the bar brush past his leg without as much friction as he would, would he get from pants. I call bullshit. Yeah, he just, I just wants think- to show off his peach in the gym. Yeah. Yeah, all for the gram. We all do. We all do. That's what we're all here for. That's why we're listening to this podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think this is off to a great start. Yeah. I don't miss him at all, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't miss him at all. I don't know what you're saying. I think that everyone just breathed a sigh of relief when he boarded that plane. We're like, oh, this is going to be such a fun month. I don't know. I think it was a very stressful lead up to it. So I'm like either it's relief that he's – on holidays, but it's probably going to be worse because he'll be like, I forgot this. Kate, do this. You forgot to do this. Yeah, the time zones. When they say he forgot it, I mean I forgot <laughs> yeah. it. But. Time zones. You're going to get like woken up in random hours. Be like, Kate. But it's good. He might reply when I'm on night shift. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. That was also not good. Not good for me. But not good for you. It's all right. It's all right. We'll deal with it. We're going to do a podcast on shift work and how to maximize your results, health results in the future. So yeah. stay tuned for that one. All the topics that Kate suggests are all around her. Trying to get, needs, yeah. Essentially, have a therapy session to maximise her life, but you know, she represents it the works. gen pop. Oh, I don't know, it's like ADHD, extent. kidney failure, shift worker. You're a niche. You're a niche market. Yeah, but I think every podcast we do applies somehow to everyone. Yeah, that's. But if plan. you have any suggestions or ideas, like we're happy to hear them. Send us a message if you have like a burning question or a specific topic you'd like to hear more about. Listeners, let yeah. us know and we will facilitate that. Or if you just want to come on, come into the studio, have a chat, like we're up for oh, it. I don't know if that <laughs> I don't know about that. If you want a counselling session. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get into our first reason that Kate might feel attacked by. <laughs> All right. So reason one, you might not be achieving your physique goals is you might socialise at the gym too much. Now if you just use the gym as your break from everyday life, that's totally fine. But if you have goals related to performance or body composition, you need to be present enough to, in the gym to be able to put in the necessary work that it's needed to make progress. Now, this is a little bit of a balancing act, I find, because in, in this training environment that we have, we like to encourage people talking, connecting and having fun because it creates a better environment to be in. The main sort of takeaway with this is you got to put in the work during your sets. Be strict with your rest, rest times and make sure you're not just going through the motions with your training. That's the big thing. Like Be present with the work you're doing. Be in tune. Focus on all you need to in order to be able to maximize the results. So I guess that's interesting because I love a chat. Especially when Love it's a, a heavy lift day and I'm like, oh, Ollie, I'm a massive. Because you have like, longer rest, right? Yeah. yeah. So Ari will time us and go, right, okay, let's go. And then he's like talking time now, working time now and breaks it up because I do come to escape and like just have a bit of chat and it's very good for my mental mm. health, but I still want results. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely a ba- balancing act because, again, you're – 
not not alone not alone in that fact and I guarantee so many other people come to socialize but then on the other hand a lot of people get frustrated when they don't make results and this is what one of the reasons is people socialize too much like if you want results you got to work you can't like can't fake it you got to earn it I do love chit-chatting while I'm doing like a power clean. And yeah, it frustrates been told me off for to that no end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, performing one of the most complicated movements you'll do in case you're just chin-wagging away. That's because I'm so good at them. Exactly. It's just <laughs> – <laughs> all right. Next one. This one sort of applies more so if you are training solo um, and it is your choice of exercises might just suck. So let's say, for example, a lovely – Lovely fella wants a nice, plump, firm butt. The best strategy for them would be to train train that muscle group progressively twice a week with a variety of compound and isolation movements, so like lunges, hip thrusts, squats. Another good strategy um, would be to do a bunch of hip thrust lunges several days a week. A very poor strategy would be to perform yoga or train like a distance runner thinking your butt will grow. Does that make sense? It could grow, but not the way you want it to. No. Like outwards. <laughs> How so? Outwards, like fat. You'd have to be eating a lot. Yet, I am. <laughs> not about you again, Kate. So you're saying lunges and like loading stuff is going to help, right? Yeah, definitely. You want to be, again, we'll speak about this a little bit later in one of our other reasons, but you need to be able to progressively overload the muscle groups you're working on same thing if i wanted like a a big a big chest like i'd focus on compound movements and isolation movements that are going to dial in on those specific muscle groups like that's why james does bench press so much because he wants a bigger chest exactly (laughs) exactly he wouldn't come in going i want a big big chest and then just only do like side planks and bicep curls and maybe one set of flies like you gotta if you have specific muscles you want to grow, you, we need to ensure that we're specifically targeting those areas, promoting stress to that air, those muscle groups, increasing blood flow to the area. Is it going to be detrimental though if you're doing, like say I want a juicy booty and so I'm doing that stuff here, but I'm also playing basketball, going for runs and doing yoga. Like is that going to, am I going to be worse off for that though? I wouldn't say worse off. You might have to work a little bit harder. As long as you're re- like – appropriately recovering from the the work that you're like your sessions that you're doing you can definitely train twice a day most professional athletes not you know high level athletes like yourself do do that you just call me a high level athlete yeah bloody hell. yes <laughs> you needed yes all hell's breaking loose <laughs> with james away you needed that win today <laughs> but in certain terms of like our our programming here so when we're fo- focusing on lower legs strength movements on on monday the conditioning part we do adds to that so we'll do say say we're doing back squats and hip thrusts or rdls as our as our strength component it's not un, uncommon for our conditioning piece to include kettlebell swings um box jumps or air squats or something of that sort even though the movements are going to be lighter and under less load than what we were doing for our, from our strength piece we are still adding further stress to the muscle groups we just worked Whereas what would be detrimental to that strength session, not as ideal, would be we do that strength work and then just go for a 3K run. Okay? But if we do our strength work in the morning, as, as I just said, with the, the lower body specific strength work and the complementary conditioning piece afterwards, 
we recover appropriately from that. We get a good amount of protein. We rest between sessions. And then if you have basketball in the afternoon, you're not going to be too worse off. Make sense? So I'm still going to have a juicy booty then? Yep. I want that peach emoji. I don't know if it's even more possible to get more of a juicy booty cake. Oh, thanks. (laughs) That's because I train here, right? That's it. We make big booties. (laughs) All right. Number three. Um, Again, very common one for those who potentially are training with with a bad coach or without a coach at all or just training solo. You have incorrect form or don't use the full range of motion. Take time to do things right. Okay. If you have the ability to do full range squats, you're going to get more bang for your buck than what you would if you're always doing quarter reps or half reps and just continually loading that up. You are missing out on the ability to stress the muscle and take it full, it's, take it through its full range of motion. Same thing when you see people doing like pull-ups. They might just go halfway down so their arms are still slightly bent. Like your muscles are made to move through their full range of motion. Again, there's lots of accessory movements we can do to um, break things up into those smaller ranges of motion, but the core of any program is you move as well as you can through the full range of motion that your body allows you to for all desired exercises. So what would be, function aside, what would be the ramifications of this in physique terms? Like are you just not getting the full stimulus of the Yeah, workout? you're not getting the full stimulus. Um, you, you're leaving... Yeah, you're leaving money on the table, really. You will get some results because if you are still working a certain range of motion and then adding weight to that, at a certain point, you're just limiting your progress. So you just, yeah, you're just not going to get as good results as you would if you have the ability to hit full range. It might, and it might, like a lot of people, when they come to that realization, it's a it's hard because they've built a strength in a certain range of motion and when they start going full range, say like ass to grass squats, it's a big reality check where they're like, holy shit, I have no strength in the lower ranges of my lifts. I'm going to, you have to drop back to essentially start again. Cool? Yeah. Cool. All right. We did a podcast on this maybe last- Two weeks, I think. Two weeks? Last week? No, one before. One before. But yeah, we won't go into it too much. But again, it is a big one worth mentioning. You don't eat enough protein. Protein is literally the building blocks for our muscles. So if your goals are around uh, to improve your body composition, whether that be gaining muscle or losing fat, consuming adequate protein is essential. And if you want to dive deeper into that, we did a really big deep dive two weeks ago. Yeah, it was uh, just about protein intake and like what it does and the science behind that but also where to get it from and yeah very informative i think yeah and the caveat we always say is about if you like you can't really have too much protein right unless you have kidney issues but even like lily riley i spoke to yesterday australian back squat record holder and highland games new new highland games body champion Super overachiever, but she has one kidney because she had kidney cancer. She's eating 190 grams of protein a day. Yeah, it's definitely more than what I eat. She's a weapon. She's a weapon. But it's like, and she's coming back on the podcast soon. Yes, can't wait. I I have could have spoken to her all day. Like every time (laughs) I speak to her, I'm just infatuated with what a beast she is. She's so good. But yeah, so her kidney functions at like 50 percent, but she's still eating 190 grams of protein. Yeah, epic. Yeah, epic. All right, next one. You don't follow a good program or any program for that matter 
this is really, really important. Without the ability to progressively overload, you will never reach your long-term goals. Okay, you need to have a plan. Things need to be laid out for you to be able to progress. Again, everyone will get to a certain point, but just doing random shit for a period of time. But then you will never be able to progress further unless there is a plan for you to progress further. Agreed? I can't really relate to this because I am not... I miss James. I use such good programming. Yeah, exactly. Like, because I train here. Yeah. But I guess with running is one thing, like, I've always been able to do 5Ks easily and then 6 or 7Ks are just start bottoming out. But because I have no program, I just run 5Ks and I'm like, that's enough. I'm not looking to, like, challenge myself in speed or distance. And so it's just like, I've been able to run 5Ks for 10 years, but I've never gotten much further than that because I haven't had a program or applied myself in any way to it. Yeah, and you definitely have the capacity to and the ability to run further than that and improve your times, but you'd need a structured program. Mm. You need to build up a tolerance to a certain stressor, adapt to it, and then look to break through that threshold again. And that's how and that's how sort of progressive overload works. We are looking to add more stress gradually to the body over time, whether that be through you know, strength work or conditioning, get the body to adapt and then go again. For a lay person who might have bought a program online, what are some of the like red flags or green flags if they've got a program? I know that's mm. such a loaded question because everyone has different goals, yeah. but are there any obvious? Probably the big one would be like each each week, everything's completely different. So you go one week, you might go on a Monday, it might be like back squats at eight reps at a certain percentage or no percentage at all. And then next Monday you come around and then it's strict press or push-ups or just something that doesn't make any sense. There should be sort of almost a pattern. There should be a pattern to your program. You should be repeating things consi- like consistently in order for you to be able to adapt and get get used to them. Otherwise, it's just, just doing random shit and there will be a period of adaptation especially if you are newly trained like I said but yeah to get to another level you need a program that is has progressive overload in it and that can come from a variety of different ways whether that be from increasing our time and attention or the most common one is looking to increase the weight gradually each week based off some percentages or as we get a little bit more advanced we can look towards reps and reserve or RPE which is a bit more like some subjective measures, but they are a little bit more, I'd say you need to be pretty well trained to get a good feel for those. Um, Yeah. Next one. Good answer. One of my favorite ones. Thanks, Kate. Oh, this is your favorite one. This is my favorite one. Numbers, what are we up to? Number six. Six. You don't get enough sleep. Okay. (laughs) So we've, yeah, we speak about this. A fair bit. I, I think every this. podcast, this comes up in some way, shape or form. If I can get people sleeping better, game changer. <laughs> game changer. Um, sleeping is literally the most anabolic thing we can do. Remember, it's not the training session itself that elicits change, but it's your body's ability to recover, recover and adapt to the new stimuli and sleep plays a critical role in that. Like I cannot stress that enough. You will literally look better by just sleeping better. So if I sleep like 18 hours a day and don't train, am I going to look better? I'd be very impressed if you can sleep. Actually, you'd 
probably relish that challenge to be able to sleep 18 hours a day. Yeah, I don't even know. Oh, that'd be glorious. <laughs> I think my sleep debts are at about that at the moment. So. Yeah, well, you if someone's chronically sleeping like four to five hours, they, they are sleep deprived. And if we can get them improving their sleep to seven, eight hours, they will begin to, their body will begin to function better. And as a byproduct of that, they'll be able to deal with the stresses of life better. They'll be able to recover from whatever, if they are trained, they'll be able to recover from their training sessions better. They'll find things easier to do. Their decision-making around food um, will become better because they'll be able to regulate their hunger hormones that, that at, a, at another level. They might even be able to notice they're actually feeling full and feeling hungry again rather than just sort of going through the motions and eating because they're they're bored. But yeah. If you want to, s- we did a podcast on this too. Um, yeah, we speak about a while ago, but I really noticed it after um, you guys pointed it out because your satiety hormones are down, right, and your mm. hunger hormones are up. And so, if I do night shift and get up early, then and I am sleep deprived, I'm always looking for like really easy, energy dense foods like chips and stuff because I'm just exhausted and I feel like I can eat and eat and eat and never feel full yeah it's like one of the big things when people are hungover right they're they're massively sleep deprived and the next that at a certain point i'm like later in the day because i can't eat in the mornings but some people are straight into trying to get maccas or like greasy foods nothing wrong with that they're just super calorie dense because your body is screaming for it because sleep is when your body recovers from the physical physical stresses you place upon it recovers cognitively and if we're not giving our, our body the chance to go through that process, like we still need energy from elsewhere to help us get, get us through the day. And then, lucky last, be consistent. Good things take time to achieve. We need to be patient. We need to keep showing up and putting in the work. Don't jump from program to program after a week or two. Find a coach or a program that you trust and stick it out. That's a big one. This is like the hardest one though, right? Consistency people, trumps intensity. Yeah, people are impatient. I'm impatient. I, I want it all now. I know. Everyone Everyone is impatient. We're, we are so inclined to just be – we want that instant gratification, but we need to be more more inclined to follow the delayed gratification protocols and just enjoy the progress. The good thing about strength training or making like body compositional changes is you can't – fake it especially like long-term body compositional changes you can't fake it like you have to earn it and that's pretty fucking cool and that only happens through hard work and consistency and that's just i guess the reality of everything in life like it takes a bit of bloody hard work and it's not like again that old saying like nothing worth having comes easy and if you're constantly getting frustrated after a week or two on a program and then change to another program, you're always going to be starting again. And we used to see it all the time, like back in the early days of the gym when like CrossFit was like still cross like big on CrossFit, you'd see people come in, and they, they're like gym hoppers. They go around at a certain point and every gym has their programming aligned to them. Like everyone's got their sort of favorite things that they sort of program towards. Some gyms are like fucking – crazy with their ollie lifts and those like heavy in their metcons um some are more gymnastic focused and some have like a really well balanced approach to everything 
like us. Um, <laughs> I saw that coming. Yeah, yeah. But then, so you get people come in, they stay for a few months, and they're like, "Oh, I'm just gonna go try something else." And they go and they just jump their way around. It happens, happens all the time. But then you see the people that stay, and they just gradually keep getting better because they're sort of, as we mentioned earlier, they're following a consistent program. So they might not say say they're at the the heavy ollie lifting base gym. They might not get better at the gymnastics-based stuff as quickly as they would at in a gymnastics-heavy gym, but they're going to still be getting stronger at the their ollie stuff, and that's going to have carry over to the gymnastics stuff down the track, just building that overall athleticism. But yeah, good good things take time. Be consistent. Be like Kate. Tough it out. Huh. This is very you're really nice to me when James isn't here. I know it's for it's weird. Yeah, it's, it's for the media. <laughs> Putting on a breath. I'm very, um, very political. I don't know about that. <laughs> very. Po- yeah, I'm like, I'm like Scomo, you know. I'm just putting on a brave face. Oh no! <laughs> oh, let's wrap it up there yeah. before it goes too downhill. All right. Well, if you like this one, like, share, subscribe, all that jazz. Five star review on Spotify, please. And if you're of the opinion that you never want James to return to the podcast, let us know, and we'll just like Kate and Sean show it up forever. <laughs> See you later.